0: hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Why Like This? I'm your host, Nick.
1: I'm Adeline. I'm Tara. And I'm Nadia.
0: Okay, so we have a guest here today. Hi, John. Hi, guys.
1: Hey. Hi. We'll get
0: back to you in a minute, John. But first, let me introduce the topic of the day. Perhaps you could guess what the topic is. Sometimes it comes at the end of a sentence. Sometimes it measures the length of time. And sometimes... It comes from in in between our legs. Poop. Uh, no, John. Close. <laughs> Very close. You almost had it. No. Um... <laughs> the neighbors. The neighbors, John. It's period. Period is their neighbor. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh upstairs neighbor. No, the neighboring a... hole. <laughs> oh my god. Interesting. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Okay, so we have a lot of questions for these ladies. <laughs> Lots of questions. Finally, get to the bottom. What the heck, period is? Question that keeps men up all night. Does it actually hurt that much?
2: Yes, it hurts. Short answer. Actually,
3: yeah. You want the short answer or you want the long answer? Mm. Must just walk
0: honest. me through it, right? Paint me a picture. I wanna like with your description. I wanna, I kind of wanna go through what you're feeling, all right? Just just take me on a journey. You know what I'm saying?
1: A journey through pain.
0: I think Nadia has a really fun story she could share.
1: Oh, yeah. Nadia. Yes, awesome. I do have a fun story. Um, actually, this is my high school teacher's uh, rendition of a period. She explained that um, how periods hurt, how it feels, is like your. are um, Imagine you take a knife. And kind of knife, a very sharp knife, and you slice mm-hmm. your, uh, you slice the bottom half of your stomach open, and mm-hmm. you let your innards fall out. I so can't even I'm- imagine that la. <laughs> I mean, I okay. Get so it. that was
0: the episode, guys. Uh, see ya.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get what he's saying. I understand it when I'm feeling it, but I think it's an exaggerated concept. I get what she's saying, but she's mm. saying it in like in in like a exaggerated way.
0: Cause like I assume it takes an emotional toll as well, right? So like if mm. if you take all of that into account, maybe it does feel really like hell.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, it does.
0: So Tara, thoughts?
3: Wait, now, before that, right? I want to know how does she know what a knife to the abdomen and letting your innards fall out feels like? Right.
2: Exactly. Wow. <laughs> That's
1: why no, I said no, it so like, was we,
2: we can't move past that type of description, like, so <laughs> graphic like
4: that. How old were you, Nadia, when she I told think, you that?
1: Uh, Form 1. Form 1? Yeah, wow. first time period, ah, first time period, duh. She oh
0: told kids God. that? Yes. She told 13-year-olds? Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: We have to improve our sex education system.
0: Yeah, that must have scarred them for life.
1: Oh, it did. Like, first time period stories did not happen that way, but it made us kind of conscious of that it, maybe someday it will happen like that.
0: Had you already had yours when she told the story?
1: No, I did not have mine yet. So,
0: when the time came, were you, like, terrified?
1: Yeah, I thought I was gonna die, man. (laughs) Same. you
0: took a word for it though, you didn't ask your parents or
1: anything. No, my parents don't talk about it.
0: Oh, uh, really, okay. Is
4: it taboo?
1: Mm, yeah, in a way, like they don't really say the word period point.
4: like do you could you talk about it to your like siblings or do you have siblings?
1: I have four brothers. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, so no I have sisters. no <laughs> no sisters, nothing <laughs> to go off of. So that's why I took my teacher's word so like, oh, you're gonna die. okay, cool. I wouldn't describe
2: it as, I mean, to be as bad as, like, a knife cutting into your abdomen. But I can imagine some people's cramps are probably that painful. For me, I would describe it as, like, you can feel your organs, like, slowly being pulled down. And somehow, your pelvis and your legs are also in pain. And you can't walk upright. (laughs) And, like, it's, like, after you've run a long marathon and then, like, your leg is cramped up. And no matter what you do, the cramp doesn't go away. That's oh. what I would think the pain oh. is like. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Okay. I see.
2: Mm-hmm. That's as best as I can describe it at least. But Adeline, oh. what do you think? My, my analogy is going to be a bit... um. Take the first <sighs> part
3: of that word very seriously. So I think for me personally, how I would describe it is... You know when you're like seriously constipated? And then you you have the urge to like go and take the biggest dump ever. Uh, so when you're uh-huh. sitting down and you're trying to like force the poop out, right? You know the contraction your anus makes trying to like push the poop out like it hurts, right? Mm-hmm. Take that feeling times 10 and then after the poop <laughs> finishes, the what? itch, the itch that you feel, that's the itch that we also feel.
1: What oh.
2: what? <laughs> That's also What's the rating of this show? <laughs> I don't know if this is going to make the final cut. But do you all, uh, Nadia, Adeline, do you all like your anus your is hurt? Uh? Yes. Like It hurts, right? During your yeah. period. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, it does. Okay, Adeline, so it's not just... don't cut so this weird.
1: out. Don't you dare
2: <laughs> cut it out. It's like such a weird symptom of your period that I never like... I didn't know was normal or not. But it's like like a weird, like dull pain. That doesn't really go away.
4: I actually want to know if the pain is the same across everybody because pain tolerance is really different among people.
2: It's not. Hmm? Pain level. Is people it, right? Pain level is different and pain tolerance is different as well. Yeah, but
0: really? also
3: but also mm. the type of pain that you are mm. experiencing can differ from person to person. Yeah. yeah like for me, the pain is not uh, so much in my my womb area. Uh, sometimes it actually radiates down to my legs so there are months where I can't
2: walk because it's so painful like um, I, I feel like I'm crippled. For me the pain is largely in the pelvic area and in the thigh area and I found out recently that the, your leg hurts a lot do, when you cramp because it's actually like what they call sympathetic pain. Mm-hmm. So it's it's muscles, other muscles around the actual aching muscles will also cramp to like relieve the pain that is happening. So
4: the kasyan the kasyan the Like,
2: I guess so. I'm s i mean this isn't a formal medical explanation, but the term is sympathetic pain la. Interesting. Going back to that, um
3: going back to the why is the butt hole also painful uh see it's not very far off from the analogy i gave right because your brain sends the the muscle contraction signals to your just lower body region ma right so you can't send it to just like one part because it's all like down there within the same area so once it contracts like your 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 vaginal area contracts so your butthole will also like contract
0: oh yeah cuz like you're talking about like you know you know like kegel exercises it because like when you clench that muscle, it both your uh, what do you call it, perineum? Yeah, so it it contracts both those muscles, right? Are those the same muscles involved, or
3: it might not be the same muscle, but because it's within the same region, so it's probably very close together. So the fact mm-hmm. that it's proximity-wise, it's so close together, can <laughs> you individual like okay, I would only like the uterine muscle to contract. <laughs> Let's leave the, the the butthole muscle
2: alone. Wow, if only right.
3: Yeah, so it doesn't body-wise it doesn't work like that, lah. So that is why you experience just general pain in the lower region.
0: Are feminine hygiene products too expensive? And if not for everybody, should they at least be free for the underprivileged and or students?
4: I, I wanna ask like how much are are, are, are the yeah. products?
0: Like how much could you spend how much do you spend on these products on a in a month? That
3: differs honestly because one, mm-hmm. it is really based on the type of product that you are using, whether it is a pad or a tampon, or with oh, like cup. yeah, or the recent Ooh. um stuff. It's like a menstrual cup or like period
2: panties, washable.
4: I mean, generally, what uh, what you guys do? You guys use like which one do you prefer?
2: I use pads and tampons interchangeably, but more pads lah. I think the price, it depends on the type
1: and also the brand. I've never used tampons before, but I've only ever used pads.
0: Is it circumstantial? Like, do you use tampons and pads or menstrual cups for its own specific circumstances? Or is it just based on personal preference?
2: I think it's preference and like availability Mm -hmm. because... Pads, I think, are the most easily available menstrual product. But price range, mm-hmm. right? If you okay, going back to your question about like the average price, I would say it's about 16 ringgit, like that average. Mm-hmm. And it can get more expensive depending on the brand and also the packaging and what length your pad is, whether or not it has things like wings that stick to your your underwear. Wings? <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: Adeline, you want to explain? So got
3: for pads right got two type one one the type you just plait on the panties the other type uh-huh. got safety guard so the safety guard
2: type is what you call wings
4: so sayap lah
2: sayap yeah
0: literally sayap yeah.
2: so what those wings do they're just extra tabs on each side of the the pad and those parts you can fold it over your the middle of your panties so it sticks and is secure that way lah.
0: So, it's more secure la, with the wings. It stays on.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. in a way. It, it it prevents the pad from shifting. Because, you know, when you're yeah. walking, when you're doing stuff like walking, sitting, standing up, all that mm-hmm. kind of thing, things tend to move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the wings are to prevent the things from moving. And also to mm-hmm. prevent, like, staining. Because, again, it's blood coming out from you. So, it will... um, If the pad is not placed properly, there's a tendency that it will leak. And that will... Well, of course, it will stain your clothes and all that lah.
0: Okay, uh, so these products, right? They're not like commodities, right? Mm-hmm. You, If you pay more, you can get better products, right? With, which is more comfortable or whatever.
2: I think generally, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So if you buy the cheapest really? one, can you get away with it? Or is it like really bad products that you'd rather not use?
2: Cheap pads are still usable. Mm-hmm. But... The expensive ones are better quality and you have a lower risk of discomfort. Chafing. The cheaper ones, yeah, the the cheaper ones chafe your skin. It doesn't, it's not as comfortable I think that's the biggest difference for me at least because I'm not really, I don't have skin sensitivities or anything.
0: That brings me to my follow-up. Should they be free? If not for everybody, at least for the people who need it, who can't, perhaps can't afford it.
3: Honestly, overall, yes, they should all be free. But mm-hmm. um, with the current capacity right now, I understand that it's not doable. But at least have it be free to students. Have it readily available at schools where you know it's it's. I feel it's just a necessity, lah.
1: Yeah. Um. You know, in America, they made it. Yeah. Um. In. What do you call it? Uh, Gas stations. They have Mm. a tampon dispenser. Dispenser. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like I think you can make that in the schools or something.
2: But the difference is right, in the US, those kind of dispensers, you have to put in money and then only the pads will come out. Oh no, no. This one is
1: free. Oh, Oh, it's it's actually free? free?
2: Oh, that's awesome. Okay. I feel like Malaysia still has the capacity to do it because for a fact, period products are basic necessities and they are health products. Mm-hmm. And therefore, those products and manufacturers of pads and tampons can somehow be covered by our taxes. How our taxes, this or their socioeconomic background, won't have to miss out on classes yeah. because of that period. So I think that's great. And they have Malaysia definitely has the capacity to do something like this. Yeah,
0: let's elaborate on that, that, that last point you made there. Sometimes mm-hmm. the pain can be so debilitating that girls would often miss classes and all of that, right?
2: One aspect is pain. Another aspect is just uh, if we're talking about things like period poverty, which is your period products are... Uh, what You don't have words? access to... Yeah, you can't have access to period products. That itself limits your, your ability to be in public spaces like school. And then you miss out on education opportunities in that sense, lah. Yeah, that's what I was talking about.
4: I actually, actually sorry, I actually wanted to ask, what is the mm. education like for girls in school about um, periods? Is there, I cause I can't remember like, or <laughs> rather I don't attend any of those classes if there are any body punya class. Do they do they have classes for these like um yeah classes for,
3: like these. teaching you how to what to do with when you have your period.
4: Yeah, in Malaysia.
3: I don't remember any being conducted when I was back in school.
4: Do you guys think it's important to learn this in school? Like, to learn period education?
3: Yeah, definitely. Yes. I feel the conversations for this should be started at a younger age. To prepare the girls for what is to come. And learning that, you know, what's happening to my body is normal. And what do I do when it comes? How do I prepare for it when it when it when it is my time for it to come? You know how to wear a pad How what is the difference between pads and tampons? All of that kind of stuff, and then how how to, what you can do for pain management as well. I'm not talking about like pantang larangs from your family. You know, just in terms of medically pain management.
2: Actually, I've heard of Cortex Laurier doing that kind of thing, but I was in an all girls school and I never got that. It's so weird.
1: I, I never got that either, that um, they coming to our school and educating us on cortex and all that.
0: Who do you think should be responsible in lifting the stigma and finally having the conversation that needs to be had?
3: It's a village to raise a child, right? So everybody should play their own part.
1: Mm, I agree, but like I think parents should also be the first one to educate their kids on things like
2: this. Yeah, I agree. I agree with Adeline's point about it being like it takes a village to do all of this but your parents are like the first adults that you meet in your life. Mm -hmm. So they should also take the initiative regardless of what their beliefs are. Periods happen. And they have to prepare their kids appropriately for that. If you can't... You're a grown adult, you've had sex, you had a child and everything but if you can't feel like you can even have a conversation with your child about the birds and the bees then... It's a bit weird, right? I mean, we all saw the movie Carrie, right? Oh yep. yeah, child, that poor girl. I feel for her, lah. I
0: vaguely remember that period. movie. Was that all period blood? That was pig's blood, right?
2: No, it was pig's no. blood. But she, the whole thing started when she got her period all because right. she also developed telekinesis.
4: Another question. So, my girlfriend, right? God bless her. Um, <laughs> when she when she has a PMS, right? She goes like really cranky and shit I'd rather not say because I don't want to get into trouble but so I want to ask actually what PMS is really like
2: it's
1: hell yeah they actually describe PMS as a disorder like a psychological Mm. disorder because some people yeah some people don't believe in it
3: before before I go into my personal PMS story right John do you know what PMS stands for or not
4: premenstrual syndrome
3: say you got it, man. Slap.
4: Yeah, uh, Google, Google's right in front of my face.
1: <laughs>
3: but yeah, okay, it is premenstrual syndrome, but I think a very big uh myth that people believe is that it doesn't just happen before your period. I don't know why they named it premenstrual, but it takes place at any given time, no matter what. If your body feels like it wants to go into PMS, it will go into PMS. In any case, right, for PMS, each individual person, like I said earlier, each individual person experiences it in different, very, very different ways. Some don't even experience it at all because 6 out of 10 women basically experience these symptoms. And then out of the ones that do experience it around, say, 5 to 8%, they suffer very, very severely. It it actually disrupts you from living your life kind of pain and these kinds of symptoms.
0: Interesting.
3: Yeah. For me, personally, my PMS comes in the form of uh, breast tenderness. But again, this is not all the time, you know. So there will be some months where my breasts will feel more sensitive than other months. But the constant for me is that the cramps will start probably two to three days before uh, the bleeding starts. And then I get very... I flip between insomnia and just lethargicness.
1: If you count emotionally, I don't really like lash out or anything like that. I don't feel like anger or grumpiness. I just cry. Oh. <laughs> during, I feel that. Yeah, during PMS, I cried literally almost everything. There was one time where my dad came home and he didn't bring me food. Which I didn't ask him to bring me food. But like, he came home and he didn't bring me anything. So I cried for like an hour.
0: That's a recurring thing? Like monthly?
1: Yeah. Like my brothers know whenever I have my period is when I start crying for no reason.
0: You do have a support system at home, like brothers and on.
1: Oh no. They oh. just avoid me. <laughs> <laughs> they just avoid it. They don't know how to handle anyone with periods. But like, uh, physically, I have back pains. My belakang hurts a lot. I cannot sit down for longer than, I think, half an hour. Otherwise, it will have kids. And this is
2: before your period?
1: Before, yeah. And uh, during is like, maybe two or three days during.
2: I can kind of relate to that, the emotional part, but also, I get ovulation pain as well. Usually around halfway through my menstrual cycle, that's when your your egg is released, right? And that's when you ovulate. I can actually feel pain when that happens. So it's usually my lower back that's painful and I need to have like a hot pack on some months and it's quite uncomfortable. Lah. So it's kind of like period cramps, but then when my period actually starts, that's when the full-blown pain comes. Lah. So it's like a preview for what's to come.
0: How often have you... Um ditched out on maybe like responsibilities or hangouts or something like that because he couldn't manage um perhaps he was overwhelming at the time, you know, PMS.
3: Responsibilities lah, uh, okay, like, if it was
4: like, I'm work- quite a
3: workaholic <laughs> by... yeah, but like, I'm by nature I'm quite a workaholic, so mm. I tend to not miss work. Like I just, you know, smile and wave, kind of grin and it through the pain. But if it was let's say like a weekend or I had like a hangout or stuff like that, I will put my personal health before going out la And I don't I don't I don't tend to make flaky flaky excuses. La I'll just like straight up tell them, Look guys, I'm on my period, I cannot move,
2: I'm a sloth, leave me alone. I'm not sure how many of us are like this, but I plan my life around my period. La. Oh. <laughs> so it's trips and stuff like that. I want I want to make sure that I'm not on my period for those kind of things because otherwise it'll be hell. That's basically how I go about things. La. So you kind of learn to, you learn to live with it after like, because I've had my period since I was 12 years old. You learn to live with the cramps and navigate life based on that. La. Sometimes no choice really, but yeah. I mean, when push comes to shove and you really cannot avoid anything when you're cramping, then, yeah, like, you just gotta just swallow your painkillers and then go. Speaking
0: of hot packs, uh, what can what can we do to comfort you guys as guys? Lo- I,
3: like <laughs> I like how you, you just basically euphemize
2: guys as hot packs. <laughs> 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 I didn't mean pain. that.
0: I meant like things that comfort you, right?
2: <laughs> just ask us what we want because every girl experiences their period differently so just communicate just ask hey you're in pain what do you need that's it and then take it from there there's no one rule for every girl yeah it's not like you know
3: a lot of the rings one
0: ring rules all kind of personally I just leave me alone okay so we've already talked about physical pain right but there's another aspect to it do you actually feel down there when it's happening what you're do you feel you know
3: pants with your question because there's a lot of things going on down there.
0: Yeah, physic what do you feel down there when you're menstruating?
1: Like do we feel the blood going oh, I mean, out? Yeah, we can talk about it but yeah, I think I guess you have I mean. to like maybe
3: specify like what aspect of the down there.
1: Yeah, if you're talking about do we feel blood coming out? Yeah, we do. It's like a it's like a nose fluid, kind of but down there. Yeah.
2: Well, okay, you can feel it at odd times, lah, because you can't really prepare yourself for it. But I guess one instance is for me, whenever I'm sitting down for a long period of time, and then I get up, I can feel it leave my vagina to be very graphic. Yeah, it's like Niagara Falls in your pants. Lah. I actually
3: feel it when the period is about to start.
2: Yes, that sixth sense, right? Uh- that no, my body Oops. has a telltale because, oh. um, yeah,
3: my telltale is this. So, just before it's gonna come, like the first spurt of it, right? Mm. My uh, the, the the womb area will cramp like super, super tight. It, it's like a muscle cramp, like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Where okay, okay, analogy wise, it's like a balloon mm. where you stretch it beyond stretching point already, right? Mm. So, you know you know that exact moment when it's going to burst. So mm-hmm. that's what it feels like.
4: Mm-hmm. Can you control it?
3: No, Joy. holding in your pee? <laughs> Sorry, what?
4: Can you control it when it's a, like, <laughs> no, don't John. burst, don't burst now?
3: As, realistically, we would <laughs> love to no. be able to control it. Because no, who, okay. no. who wants to get Who wants to get Because honestly, periods, sometimes periods, comes, periods come at the worst of times. Control mm. the burst. Mm-hmm. That's a magic power. Okay, so so when it comes, it just it
4: really just comes down. Yeah. Like, so when your period comes, it's just like really like.
3: Okay, okay, okay. No, 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 no. It's like... not. It's not a waterfall when it first comes. Okay. I don't know if I'm. If it's the same for everybody, but for me, you can. It doesn't come like how to say. It? it's not like a tap, you know, where it just like rushes out. Down your vagina. It's not like that. You feel the it drips. It's not even a drip. It's more of a spurt. Ah.
4: Huh. Oh. Okay. So so based on your balloon analogy, yeah. it's not relieved. Really, it doesn't like...
0: explode. How
4: do you it say? Doesn't it doesn't
0: explode. It's like uh It's like squeezing a sponge. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sco- no. a no, it's not like you can feel when the first spurt comes, but then the when it oh. flows, it's a trickle. It's not yeah, a it trickle rush.
1: Yeah, it's like a slowly but, leaking tap. Yes. It's like
2: that. You very rarely feel rushes, I feel.
4: So 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 there is uh times where it's just a rush of blood?
3: It's not so much, but I think it's not so much a rush rush per se. It's just um Oh, you know, like coagulated mm-hmm. blood? Yeah, that's what it, it looks like.
1: Yeah, sometimes. So most
2: of the time, right, when you get up from sitting from a long time and then like you can feel it coming out, what you feel what I feel mm-hmm. is yeah. the blood clot coming out.
0: All right, let's talk volume. How much are we talking? Is it like a teacup or like <laughs> a coffee mug?
2: I don't think I measured
0: before.
3: Okay, wait, I I actually have I actually okay. have a scientific fact to back. It so i I know it might feel like a lot. Like personally for girls, I know it might feel like a lot. But I read on Women's Health that actually you only bleed somewhere about sixty to eighty milliliters each period. Huh. Yeah, because um a good way to measure, right, is uh when when they started producing menstru-
2: uh, menstrual cups. So the menstrual cup actually holds thirty milliliters of blood. Oh, and theoretically you can keep it in mm. the entire time you have your period
3: for so for health reasons you're technically not supposed to leave it in for so long it pretty much works like how often you change a tampon and a pad lah so you you do have to pull it out and empty it wash it put it back in right but yeah. theoretically you technically only bleed about 60 to 80 ml so if you go by that logic if the menstrual cup holds like 30 ml ish mm-hmm. Technically, you can leave it in. You, you only need to take it out like three times-ish. Wow. Yeah. All that pain for... But
4: why can't she leave it in for too long?
3: So, there is something called toxic shock syndrome. Basically, it's a disease that could potentially cause you to lose your life. Why you can't leave it in for so long, right, is because there is... Like, we all know bacteria already lives in places, right? So there is natural bacteria already, right? But when you put in, like, say, for example, the tampons, right? When you put in a tampon, there is chemicals in the tampon. Yes, there are chemicals in your tampon that react to the bacteria that exists inside your vagina. So because of this, it's going to release uh, harmful toxins. So if accumulated over a period of
2: time, that could potentially cause instant death Recently, I read this Washington Post article, and there's this 24-year-old model from the US, her name is Lauren, and she actually got toxic shock syndrome from a tampon, and she had to have a below-knee amputation from her right leg, because it affected her leg, obviously. And yeah, but she survived it, because I think they caught it early or something. But you can possibly survive it, but with horrible consequences like this, it's like... Meningitis, those kind of really deadly bacterial infections, where you have to kind of the it, your blood gets infected and it can cause rotting. It's quite dangerous, huh?
0: Is that due to? Is that did that happen? Did that escalate that far because of ignorance or like? Do you do you tend to forget you have it in there? Do you feel the tampon in there?
3: You're not supposed to feel the tampon in there if you put it in correctly.
0: How do you put it right? How do you know?
1: Uh- Actually, I want to know too, because I've never worn a tampon., okay. uh, there are two types that you can get. One
3: is the one with the applicator. Ah, uh, one is just the the tampon itself. So with the applicator, it's I would say I wouldn't say it's easier per se, but it's just another way of doing it, So the applicator is like a syringe where you put the tampon on one end of it. so that is the end that goes. Inside your vagina. And then with the syringe end, you take it and you push it up. The string of the tampon is supposed to hang out. Uh, how you know that it is in properly is if you cannot feel it in because you're not supposed to be able to feel the tampon moving or, or, or uh, chafing against your vagina. Uh,
4: so
0: there is, there is a danger of forgetting you have it in there. Because right? I did read something on Reddit a while ago it's a subreddit called Today I F'd Up. And it's about this girl, a medical student. I just very vaguely remember the story. So let me just give you the TLDR. So it's, a, it's a medical student. She had a tampon in her Gucci and <laughs> she forgot she had it in there. And then the boyfriend came hey. over and then they got.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I think God. you can
0: extrapolate what happened, but I'll say it anyway. So they had sex, got pushed in. So like is that is that a, a frequent occurrence where you oh I forgot I had it in there. You'll probably get that out.
2: Yeah, personally I've not forgotten, but I can whenever I've worn pads, I would say that sometimes I like put off changing my pads a lot, but I won't forget. Mm.
0: Okay, speaking of sex, can you or rather okay. do you mind or even like having sex on your period?
1: I can't I, I don't know. <laughs> but i've heard of it um okay i've heard of it and apparently it's okay Mm. and it's uh actually very much because it helps with your cramps
4: wait how does it help Mm -hmm. with your cramps
3: Because, right, okay, this one is really based off medical. Yeah, it's true, it's true. This is really based off (laughs) medical-wise. Because when you reach orgasm, right, your muscles contract. It's a type of contraction. So that gives it sort of like traction therapy to the cramps in your your uterus, your womb area. So that helps with like relieving the
4: cramps. Interesting. (laughs) So whenever (laughs) my girlfriend is having PMS, should we have sex often?
2: John,
3: don't do
4: that. If she wants it lah. You mean if she wants to feel better? <laughs>
2: <laughs> if she wants it, then go ahead. Lah, if you both want so it.
0: Apparently, <laughs> like, desire, like, sexual attraction kind of fluctuates as well.
2: I've heard of some, some people feeling uh, more aroused when they're on their period. So I can mm-hmm. understand how that can also, like, help. And also, people have recommended that period sex can be done because theoretically, it's more lubrication. <laughs> If you think about it, the thing is though, like, can you handle the side of blood lah? Because I can imagine it being quite messy.
3: Yeah,
2: so I...
0: Well, according to Women's Health Magazine, um, <laughs> apparently 60% of guys are totally cool with that. So go for it, I guess.
3: I have personally felt that, like, arousal during period, like, increased arousal during period. But... Do you really want, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre situation? <laughs> Personally,
2: no, <laughs> I wouldn't want that. But, I don't know, some girls might be into that.
4: Prepare lah, put That's towel what? on the bed ke, shower ke.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, again la, you to have shower, to be, guys. you have to be prepared to, uh, what's the word? You have to be prepared for the massacre. <laughs> but also, according to Healthline, right, this gynecologist, her name is Dr. Lauren Streicher. She explained that before your period, that is like the time when most women actually experience an increase in their sex drive. So having, your, having sex around this time, right before your period or during your period, I guess, helps with PMS and headaches also lah.
3: Yeah, but the clean-up will then give you <laughs> another headache. That's why you prepare beforehand lah.
4: Like maybe have like a sex towel or some <laughs> shit.
0: <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> a towel. What what is sex power? Power. This one, the separate one that isn't for wiping up. Uh, okay, never mind. Nah, that one t- TMI ready. Do you buy it? Do
0: you buy it? Do you buy a red one or a white one?
2: Oh so my one god, god. Oh my god. you just going to want to pretend
0: like it's clean, you know? Like, you just get a red one. <laughs> All right, everybody. It's time to wrap it up. We've learned a lot today. So, um John, you're the guest. Do you have any final questions? Anything you want to get off your chest? Anything you want
4: to ask? Yeah, I actually, I actually wanted to know what they used back in the early nineteen hundreds or like before tampons were invented. Like, what did they actually use? Does anyone know?
3: I, I do actually. Wait, I'm um, I'm I'm wait uh, wait uh, let me let me try and visualize, or explain visually how this works. So it's like a harness like that. You know when you go like bungee jumping and all that kind of leg harness? Yeah. Uh, So it was like that, but it had like an insert where you could place cloth inside it. So they wore that and then they wore uh, the pantaloons, girdle, whatever, that that kind of pants. They had one specifically for periods. Mm. Yeah, they used to wear that.
2: Oh, interesting. Very
1: elaborate.
2: And this isn't... This isn't an official source, but it's still valid, I think. I remember my grandma used to tell me stories about how certain villages in India, I'm not sure if it, this probably doesn't apply to the whole of India, but the village that she was familiar with, they actually have a separate house for girls who are on their period. So every month when you get your period, you're supposed to stay in that house and not come out until you're completely done bleeding out. Because they didn't know how else to collect the blood, so they had no choice but to stay in one separate house and to maintain cleanliness and everything lah.
0: Okay, to end on a final note, period sucks, period. Right? So, thanks for listening in. Thank you, John, for joining us today. Stay tuned for the next episode. We upload every Friday on Spotify. Don't forget to follow The Full Frontal on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything lah. Bye.
4: Bye.
1: Bye. See ya.